Hey, what's going on, everybody? Bill Jr., Pure Cajun Outdoors. Back with another week of Bayou Banter, man. We're doing a solo episode, and I'm going to touch on some stuff today that I've kind of, for the most part, I've avoided for a while, you know, uh, just because I, I typically don't like to bring this type of stuff to my content. I stay out of it. I stay neutral. Don't really care how or what your perception of me is because of it. Uh, but I feel like it's something that I need to address for myself, for other people. And first of all, I hope y'all have had a great week this week, man. We got a ton of rain again. Some beautiful weather now, though. Uh, things are starting to kind of look up. It looks like it's going to be a somewhat steady weather, weather pattern. So may try to get some fishing done real soon. It's been over a month since I fished, but I guess we're going to go ahead and get into this. CPR. <laughs> I'm almost certain if you're in the catfish world or whatever, whatever fishing world you're in, if you've been around it long enough, if you're in the world, let's just say that, uh, because I feel what social media considers the fishing world and the average person who just likes to go fishing and doesn't pay attention to that is two totally different places, in my opinion. Uh, I was a person that liked to fish. I was a person that have fished my whole life. Uh, Y'all have heard me say that before. Uh, I got into social media and found out about the fishing world, in a sense, if you will. Uh, found out about fish talk and things like that, right? Uh, I had no idea they existed. Sure, people like to fish, people watch it, but it's a totally different thing, right? Uh, and I'm going to explain to that. Uh, I'm going to explain that on why I feel that way about it, that they're two totally separate things. As someone who likes to fish and just, I would consider myself a recreational fish. I've done commercial fishing before uh, for catfishing. I've worked in fish markets, things like that. Uh, I just like fish. I would, I guess you can say I like two fish as well, obviously. Uh, but I grew up eating fish. So I have that understanding of it. I, I do believe in catching what I eat. Otherwise, I won't say there's no need to go fishing because, uh, it's still fun. I don't have to eat fish every time I go out, but sometimes I do. Right. Uh, same thing with deer hunting. I, I don't go hunting. You've heard it before. If you kill it, you're going to eat it, right? Especially if you grew up with parents like mine. Maybe some of y'all didn't, but that's how I was raised. You kill it, you eat it. Otherwise, don't kill it. <clears throat> so I got into this thing, man, and started producing videos for social media. Fishing videos. Uh you get into, you know, kind of started out on Facebook, right? I mean, the video started off on YouTube, but YouTube, you can't really build a, you can't visit communities. You watch a video and good luck, maybe even not even finding who the person is on any other platform. On Facebook, though, you got the groups and you got things like that, right? Uh, so I, I would be in those groups. I never posted a whole lot because... I just never did. I, I would be in there, though, so I would see the notifications. I, I would go ask questions from time to time about certain things. Uh, because keep in mind, although I did fish my whole life, kind of like targeting trophy fish or trying to 
you know, figure out what rigs to do for this and that. I didn't have a whole lot of experience in that up until, you know, seven years ago, eight years ago, something like that. So, and I wasn't afraid to admit that. I'm just here to ask some questions, you know. But I, I noticed something in the process. Now, growing up, I, I'm, I'm going to just say it. We would make fun of bass fishermen or whatever, you know, because that was like the, the preppy guys, you know, uh, thought they didn't stink had the, the sparkly boats and the trolling motors and the fishing graphs and, you know, 10 different rods for each type of bait and catch and release. You know, we out here for the sportsmen of it. There was bass tournaments everywhere. They was the ones on TV that made superstars out of fishing. You know, you think of the Roland Martins and things like that. So then you had your old cat fishermen, right? Bank fishing, sitting in an old John boat, you know, with your worms or whatever it was, you know, fishing the bottom and, bringing a cooler home to eat like that's that was some people if you're younger you may not understand that stereotype when it comes to catfishing uh but regardless of how you feel about what i'm saying it is definitely a, a true stereotype of how catfishing was right it was the the rugged people didn't care about what you had to say your fancy truck your boat i'm showing up i'm fishing I'll catch your bass and use your bass for my bait. And that mantra still is in a lot of catfishermen today. However, what I have noticed <laughs> in my time on social media, and I've watched it grow and become worse and worse, is the evolution of the catfish tournament and catfishing becoming popular. And it's a double-edged sword. I love to see people catfishing, fishing in general. You know, I feel if you can get a kid out fishing, I believe it's a great thing. Uh, catfishing was a thing I grew up doing, though. So it was like catfishing is getting some love. You know what I mean? Like, that's pretty cool. You know, they actually got rods made for catfishing now. Uh, people are focusing on hooks that's made for catfishing. Uh, just just things like that. The, the techniques are are evolving. And I thought it was a pretty cool thing. But the more I watched it grow, the more I watched it turn into bass fishing. And I watched that same mindset come to catfishing. And uh, I, I'm going to say I don't like it. Uh, it just may rub a lot of people the wrong way. I don't really care. But... Uh, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. You know, you look at these big tournaments that I won't even say the companies, I don't want to put them out there. Uh, but you look at the big tournaments that was held this year. I'm not certain of a big tournament that was put on by, you know, big brands, right. That have stores all over and, and other ones that didn't have a ton of drama surrounding it. Uh, and it's not surprising because, there's tons of drama involved around every fishing species tournament. So to think that somehow catfishing would be immune to it, I don't understand why people find that surprising uh, or why they thought that that wouldn't happen. I knew it was going to happen. And to me, it's ruining what it's done. Now, I'm going to tell you all the other aspect of that, of why I feel the way I do and why I don't want that to come into catfishing. Uh, I watched bass fishing tournaments ruin local areas for people like I knew older guys who just liked to bass fish. They'd never fished a tournament a day in their life. 
They go out there in their boat, catch bass. Maybe they take some home. Maybe they don't, but they love pitching. Might just be worms. Whatever it is they throw, but they just enjoy bass fishing. Uh, certain things like that. <clears throat> I watch these bass master tournaments and things like that come into areas once money got involved. And it changed a lot of things uh, for the, for those local areas. You know, people who did recreational jug lining, cross lining, you know, fishing yo-yos, uh, certain things like that was no longer allowed to do it on these lakes. Uh, these stretches of river where the Bassmaster would put a lot of money in the We'll build you a new boat ramp and, and you know, line these politicians' pockets. And in, in exchange, or you know, wildlife fisheries, whoever, we want to, change these regulations because we want to make sure these sports fishermen have some bigger bass to catch, you know, or more bass to catch. And I don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair. I mean, I understand it's life. You know, I, I, I get the aspect of it, but doesn't mean I have to like it. So I watched this start happening with catfishing. Uh, I watch a lot of these bigger, anglers in the catfish world, if you will, uh, they, they promote, I, I, I watch some post stuff and promote new regulations and let's reclassify catfish as sports fishing. And a lot of states, it is classified as a sports fish, uh, eliminate the recreational harvest of it. it you know, it's just a ton of different things. Right. Uh, and when you really look at it, it's just, they claim it's for the betterment of the breed. It's not, in my opinion, it's for the it's for selfish reasons. Uh, whether or not it's for selfish reasons, just as sport anglers, or it's a selfish reason for that particular person, uh, you want a hundred pound fish to catch. You feel they may not have none in your area, and you feel the only thing you can blame is maybe someone catching them on a trout line or a jug line, and that's who you want to blame. They may still be fish there. <laughs> But you want to blame a lot of things instead of maybe just yourself. And maybe you just can't fish that good. Uh, maybe let's just call it what it is. I I just, I, I watch it go on and I'm not a fan of it at all in no aspect of it. I'm not saying conservation is is key. Understanding your waterways is key as well. And that's one of the biggest problems I have with a bunch of these guys is they're not talking on, hey, my waterways, and this is what needs to happen, not even in your state because waterways are different from certain sections of the state, but these cats is advocating for, like, sweeping regulations, sweeping rule changes, and not every waterway is the same. You can't treat them the same. Uh, I grew up down here in South Louisiana my whole life. I can promise you one thing. We do not have a shortage of catfish. <laughs> we don't really have a shortage of big cats. Now, I know some may say, uh, well, don't see a lot of super big fish, you know, the 140s, the 130s, coming out of Louisiana real often. But I will also say this, uh, as great of fisheries as we have, there's like the catfishing scene, as in like what I'm talking about, rod and reel, it's kind of in its infancies here. Uh, there is people getting into it now. There's people setting up doing it, but it's not as prominent here as you would think. That's why 
I think this past year is kind of like really one of the first years some of the major tournaments have come through here. Uh, on top of that, it's not the easiest to fish. Uh, it, it's, it's not just these big bowls that are carved out somewhere in these lakes where you can just drift around and pull plane aboards. Yeah, we got some lakes, but it's, it's a lot of rivers and a lot of current. Uh, most people I know that have come from out of state and fished here, uh, they've had some trouble. I know some who've had success, though, who never fished here a day in their life, but know how to fish and came down here and caught triple-digit fish their first time here. We have them. And I said all of that to say this. I don't know of another state. I don't, and I'll tell you, I don't really have the numbers. I could probably pull it up real quick, but I can bet you we probably have one of the highest commercial rates for catfish. Uh, our fishery down here is immaculate. Uh, and we have a ton of commercial fishing that goes on. And I said that to say this, uh, commercial fishermen get blamed a lot for what's going on in the waterways. Let me tell you something. Most commercial fishermen have been commercial fishing for generations. I don't think you see a whole lot of, at least down here, you don't see a whole lot of first-generation commercial fishermen. There is some. I'm not speaking in absolutes. But you don't see a lot of first-generation commercial fishermen. And the reason that they're able to be generational, five, six generations of commercial fishermen, is because no one cares more about the conservation of these said species more than a commercial fisherman. You know why? Because if there's no more fish for them to catch, they have nothing else to do. It is their whole livelihood. Putting food on their table depends on their being fish in that water. You know, they move nets. They'll hit an area. They know how much to take out. They know when to go to a new spot. They know what to put back. They know the times of the year. They know these things. They know the waterways better than any biologist you're going to ever put out there. I'm a firm believer in this. I don't care what school does a study. I don't care what department of the government comes here and says we sampled the water and we caught three fish and pulled blood from them. And it doesn't matter. They, I could promise you this. They will not know more than the people who have made a living off this land for generations. So it, and understand this, me being on social media, coming from the background that I come from, I hear the commercial fishermen hate a lot. And for the most part, I don't say a whole bunch about it because I'm not, I'm not a real confrontational guy when it comes to stuff like that. I kind of just remember remain neutral. I will not agree with you. I just will rather just not talk about it because I know where it's going to go. Uh, I just know that. So, but I, I've heard the arguments. I've heard every, every argument there is. And it, a lot of times it boils back down as the commercial fisherman's fault. Uh, and it's just simply not true for the most part. Now, we don't have a problem in our state with pay lakes like other states do. I also understand that other states have that problem. Uh, I know people don't like it. I know it's cruel to the animals and, and, and things like that. I have mixed emotions about it. I don't support pay lakes. You'll never catch me fishing at a pay lake. A tro let me, let me clarify this. A trophy pay lake. Uh, trophy pay lakes. We don't have them here. We do have ponds and places that are stocked 
at campgrounds and things for people to go fish at, catch channel cats. I don't know of no trophy pay lakes in the state. Maybe there is. I've never researched it. You'd never catch me at it. You wouldn't catch me at a pay lake. Nowhere. Trophy pay lake anywhere. Uh, and I understand people's concerns. You know, people go out there, they catch these fish, they bring them and they put them in a pond. And then eventually the fish will die from mistreatment, malnourished. Big fish just shouldn't be in small ponds, whatever the reason is. Uh, you got to write your officials about that, though. I'm a firm believer in if no one has broken the law, I stay out of people's business. Uh, write your officials. Do whatever. That's that's about as far as I'll go on that topic. So, But back to the why I'm here today. The catfishing world and this term CPR, catch, photo, release. I'm not here to <clears throat> encourage anyone to do anything other than mind their business. Uh, I'm pro, uh, it's hard for me to say I'm pro CPR because I'm technically pro doing whatever you want to do with your fish. I am pro if you bought your license. And to be honest with you, the license part doesn't even really matter to me because I know a lot of people that go fishing that have never bought a license, but they go fishing, they catch their fish, they bring them home and they feed their family with them. Uh, I, I know people like that. There's a lot of people like that. So even when it comes down to the, you know, I hear that argument a lot. They bought their license. They should be able to do what they want. Buying the license. Look, I understand everybody would like them to be legal. That, that doesn't even matter to me in this argument. Uh, you caught your fish, you put your time in, you got your fish. I'm a firm believer in. Uh, now, I'm only speaking on the license part of it. If it's still a legal fish in your state, it's a legal size. It falls into the slot if they have a slot size, uh, a quantity, you know, your daily catch limit, whatever. But if you fall in that, I'm a firm believer in do what you want with your fish, other than waste it. I don't believe in wasting. Once again, it's a you kill it, you eat it type deal, right? <clears throat> But somehow or another, we have come to a point in this catfishing world where everyone I see post a video or a photo, whether or not it's on a social media app or wherever, of their catch. You can see these cats are clearly happy. Happy. They might have a 35-pound blue cat, 35, 40-pound flathead. And more often than not, the first comment will not even be congratulations on your catch. Hope you turned it loose. You're in your front yard. This one clearly didn't make it back to the water. Like, bro, it don't matter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Are you mad you won't get to catch that fish? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really what I feel it boils down to most of the times is jealousy. Uh, I know a lot of people like to mask it in conservation. Uh, and one of the... the <laughs> One of the funniest things to me is when they always say, I know it didn't taste good. The little ones taste better. No, they don't. If you know how to properly process seafood and you know how to cook food, the big ones taste just like the small ones. There's literally no difference. I could promise you that. I've cooked a plenty of big ones. I've cooked them from a one-pound catfish to a 96-pound blue cat. I've cooked them. Tasted the same. Tasted great. You know what I mean? Uh, flatheads the same way. Now, I throw a lot of fish back as well. I'm not saying I keep everything. 
But I'm saying if on that day I want to keep fish, I'm going to keep my fish. I'm going to eat my fish. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Keep your comments to yourself, though. Uh, I just, I don't know where we got to a point where we feel it's everybody's job to tell everyone else what they need to do with their catch. Uh, <clears throat> they're the best egg layers. That fish is 100 years old. And I get it. Most places you're going to look, if you go search in the internet with a certain angle in mind, you will probably be able to find articles and studies, whatever you want to call it, that will support your side of this. There also will be people who can find articles and studies who can rebuke that, that side of the argument. Whatever your position is, there's an opposite position too that can be found. The truth is going to be somewhere in the middle. Uh, there's some places you'll read blue cats can live up to 70 years old. Some places, studies like the NOAA.gov site for fisheries will tell you catfish are typically 8 to 10 years old, with some being up to 25. That's not as long as what you think. Most of them reach reproduction, which is something that most people agree upon. We'll, meet, uh, we'll reach a reproduction state in between two to five years, depending on the species. A lot of it depends on the climate, the water, the conditions, you know, the region. We all get that. That applies to just about every type of fish. That they kind of agree on. That that's the average year range as far as age goes, which age does not always reflect size. Uh, I've caught five pound fish that was full of eggs. Uh, I've caught three pound fish that were full of eggs, catfish. I've caught <clears throat> big fish that during spawning time when they should have had eggs, didn't, didn't even look like they had been spawning. So there's a difference on either side. You can pick it. Uh, but that's what you always hear. The bigger fish lays more eggs. So that, that has to be right. Well, there's one thing that you can't really find any studies on. And that's of at what point, and regardless of what anyone says, everything just about in the animal kingdom reaches a point in its life. Whether or not it's at the end of its life, the mid to end point of its life, whatever point, but they reach a point where they simply, uh, and it's typically, well, let's be honest about it, it's typically the women's, the female species of whatever animal you want to talk about that typically loses the ability to reproduce at an older age. Uh, it's a lot easier for a male, we'll talk humans, once again, this isn't absolute, so let me preface it that. Uh, it's probably a lot more likely for a 70-year-old male to go out and produce a kid. Although we also have studies that show if a 70-year-old man produces a kid, there's a very good chance that that kid may have something wrong. It increases the probabilities of it. Uh, there are studies that can show that. Uh, but once again, it is more probable for a 70 year old man to reproduce as opposed to a 70 year old woman. 
Everything in the animal kingdom pretty much follows those guidelines. For some reason or another, people in the catfish world refuse to believe that that is true about catfish. Uh, If they 80 pounds, that means they just dumping loads of eggs out there and they producing big monsters. And let me tell you something. There's nothing that will sit there and tell you that that fish is still producing nothing. There's nothing that say it is. There's nothing that says it isn't because there just simply isn't studies done on it. Uh, There's theories. I've seen theories. I've seen theories that say catfish will reproduce until the day they die, which would sit there and make me think that would have to be a miracle fish because it's one of the only animals I would know of that kind of does that. And I'm not meaning reproducing until somebody catches it, pulls it out of the water. And obviously, yeah, it was still a young fish. If you don't mess with that fish and you let it run its course, I have a hard time believing that that would be the only thing that reproduces and is viable and efficient at reproducing until the day that he dies. We know deers don't do that. We know lions. We know tigers. We know everything doesn't do that, including the males, which is why when you see trophy hunts at safaris, it's typically a dominant male that is no longer reproducing, but which is very true with catfish as well, is stopping other fish from producing. We know this in any other species. This is what happens. You have a male lion who's ahead of the pride. He will whip the young ones down, run them away, will not let them get next to the females. He is still strong. He's still big. He's not about to die, but he also is not reproducing. But he will not let the little ones do it neither. So what do they do? They sell the hunts. Come on up in here, harvest this male lion, get him out the way. You know what else does the same thing? If you're in the hunt, white-tailed deer is the exact same way. Goats. I mean, the list goes on. Catfish do what? They are cannibals. They will eat their own. (laughs) You leave a big fish out there, he's going to do what? Eat a lot of fish that come in his way, blue cats included. Especially if you come trying to get around a female that they're courting. Right. It's not like they have mates for life. This is a every year we looking trying to do it. You know, they eat anything. That's why during the spawn, they become real aggressive. If you go anywhere near that nest, that's why when you stick your hand in a hole in a log, he's going to bite it. Your hand or your foot. That's why noodling is successful. They will eat anything that comes near that nest, including a ton of other catfish that might want to eat them eggs. Right. So. Then you hear the argument, keep all the little ones you want, just leave the big one. But what if those little ones is carrying the, now this isn't my argument, this is just a counter argument to that. What if all those unlimited amount of little ones that y'all promote everyone, take them, take them instead of them big ones, is what's carrying all the genetics of the big fish you want them to put back. But that's the ones you want people to take all, take, take all the little ones, but leave that big one for me to come try to catch. I want to catch them today. I want to catch them next week. I want to catch him next year. And hopefully he'll still be around because I want my kids to catch that same fish again. God forbid another one grows and takes his place. You know, that's not like that could be a, a possibility, right? And once again, man, look, I want to make this very clear. I am not advocating 
for people to not do CPR. Do it. I do it. I do a lot of it. I make a lot of content. I do not keep every fish I catch. I can't. I'd, I'd be eating fish 17 times a day. I am advocating for people to stop shoving CPR down other people's throats. You know, there is a lot of people who cannot afford sea arc boats with 20 rod holders, bait tanks, live scope, planer boards hanging out the back, dragging 15 rods and this and that, who are simply out there catching fish. And I know a lot of you guys that have those setups I just talked about see these guys in a John boat or fishing from the bank that are successful at catching big fish without the technology and the equipment that y'all have. And I think it rubs y'all the wrong way. So the first thing y'all want to do is tell these people, throw these fish back. When that man that's on the bank or that man that's in his John boat doesn't have that money, he doesn't have that luxury to just sit there and say, I can go buy a steak from the store. If I want to eat fish, I can just go to a seafood market and buy it or go to a restaurant and order two catfish fillets that was farm raised. Nah, this fish that I spun a license for, that I bought bait for, went and got some money invested in it's coming home with me on feed my family. I could put some in the freezer for next time because I don't know when I might not be able to come fishing again. This might have been one of the only five trips I get to go fishing this year because of work, because of money, because of whatever. In the end, it doesn't matter why. It's really the, it's really the biggest thing. It doesn't matter. You know, <clears throat> and I, I'm just tired of seeing it, man. I get guys that come in my chat, guys that come on my videos. I hope you turned it loose. I hope you done this. I hope you done that. And I do this purposely. Y'all can go back and watch all my content. I might have catfish wise. Now, redfish, I threw a bunch of them back uh, on video. Catfish, man, good luck finding me releasing more than one or two catfish on video. I very seldom ever do it. Uh, and I release a ton of them back. If you watch my lives, when I go live on TikTok, you'll see me throw catfish back. Uh, I don't keep them all, but I'll never really put that in my final video because in the end, it's nobody's business what I've done with that fish. Uh, the same reason why I don't really weigh them on camera, uh, because I don't want it to turn into a, what's the weight? What's the weight? It's just a nice fish, man. Enjoy it for what it is. Because I've also found, regardless of what I tell you, the weight is someone's going to have something to say about that as well. And in the end, I don't care for it. I, I don't care if you think it is what it is or what it ain't. It's a nice fish. Enjoy it for what it is. And there we go. Video is done. But <clears throat> I know I've been rambling. I know this is uh, something different, but I felt it's something that needs to be touched on, man. I just think people, like, I, I just don't like the direction that the catfish world is headed. It's heading down the same bass path, man. I don't fish tournaments. Uh, I am pro staff for a hook company, Nocturnal Nation. I'm very thankful for it. But I would not consider myself a professional angler. I'm a fisherman. Fished my whole life. I know how to catch fish. Uh, and the reason I don't consider myself a professional angler is because I know the connotation that comes with being a professional angler these days. And I would not say it's positive. Not in my, not in my eyes. It's not positive, man. Uh, to see the way that they act, the things that they do, uh, and the length that they'll go through to try to win. Uh, I, I've seen it. I'd much rather kids look at someone who just enjoys fishing like myself. I, I post 
just catching fish, man, and just fishing. It's not my sponsor is better than your sponsor. <laughs> it's not, hey, you have to have this Sea Arc boat or whatever brand boat it is rigged up to do this. Like, I don't, I want kids to just be able to sit there and see catfishing for the same way I seen it as a kid, man. Just fun. Go out and do it. You know, now you want to teach kids responsible conservation. You want to teach kids not to catch catfish, throw it in the tall grass and leave it, you know. Uh, but at the same time, man, let these kids know it's okay. If you're going to eat it, keep it, man. You caught it. You put your time in. If you want to eat this fish, keep it and do so without the threat of being shamed, being bullied, being called out, being harassed on social media. Now, I understand that a lot of this, you don't know if this is bots, trolls, whatever it is. But some of these people who do this, I know them personally. I know that they're a real person and they're a real grown man acting like this. This isn't kids. This isn't some bot form in Russia. No, this is grown men that will get on message boards and have a problem with the way someone else does something with their fish. Uh, once again, I want to make this very, very clear. I am not anti-CPR. I believe it's great that we have people who put fish back. That means people like me who like to eat fish get to catch them. <laughs> uh, but no, for real, I understand that there, there's a need of, of everything. You know, it is good that people put them back, but you can't put back everything. It comes with an overpopulation problem, a food problem. I mean, it's just so many things that go into conservation other than just put everything back, take all the small ones. That leads you to a big problem, man. You can't just keep all catching all the small ones because one day that big one is going to die. One day someone is not going to put that big one back. And guess what? All his genetics is what you've been telling people. Eat those instead. Eat those instead. And that's what they did because they didn't want to get shamed on Facebook ridiculed on TikTok. And then it's like, oh man. And also I just want y'all to start being honest of why you want people to put the big fish back. Let's just be real about it. For one is you just never caught a big fish and you won't try to go catch it. You know what I mean? That's really what I think it boils down to the most. You know, I don't find nothing sportsmanlike about catching the same fish over and over. I don't, I don't find it challenging. I don't think it's, it's cool. You know, I've seen posts. You think that big fish I still caught there last year, still here this year? We're going to go try to find them again. Man, what's the... Go find a new fish. You know what I mean? There's nothing that shows that there was three, 400-pound catfish back in the day. Nothing that shows that there's catfish as big as Volkswagens that live below the dams, that somebody's uncle who was inspecting the dam and doing welding damage, and it doesn't happen. You know, big catfish records are still being broke every day. Last year, the Mississippi state record was broke. We have an unofficial Louisiana state record that could have made, just happened just recently right here in January, if I'm not mistaken. You know, uh, you got Tyler Barnes over there on the, on the East Coast. He's breaking records. You know, you got the other guy breaking the other blue cat records over there. The records are still being broken today. Today, they're still being broke. That means big fish have not disappeared. You know what I mean? They're still there. I get it. Maybe, maybe, and this isn't even, you know, a fact. Maybe they're not as plentiful. Maybe. I don't know. You don't either. But they're still being broken today, which means big fish still exist. You know, if there was that many of them, it wouldn't be considered a trophy, right? 
That's why a five pound fish is not considered a trophy in most places, but a five pound fish in some lakes would be considered huge. You know why? Because five pound fish don't exist there. If the lake is full of five pound fish, we never look at five pound fish as trophies. Never. If a lake is full of 30 pound fish, we don't look at 30 pound fish as trophies because most people can catch them pretty regular. So if the lakes and the rivers and the ponds and wherever else you fish is full of 70 to 100 pound fish, guess what? 70 and 100 pound fish is not a trophy no more, my man. If you can catch them regularly, they are not trophies. And I think that's what a lot of y'all forget. If you are trophy hunting, it's supposed to be hard. You're not supposed to find them everywhere. You know, that's, that's just the bottom line of it. They're not going to be laying around. You think because you put your time in, you went, bought all this stuff. I'm going to go back to that because I really believe that's what a lot of you people think. I got all this money invested. How come I can't catch a hundred pound fish? You ain't put your time in enough, buddy. Most of it is luck, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of it is going to be luck. Was you in the right place at the right moment? That's what it's going to boil down to. Them fish don't know what boat you're driving. They don't know what rods you're using, what hooks you. They don't know none of that, man. Was you in the right place at the right time? That's the only thing that's going to matter when your time comes to catch one of these fish. Not how many other people have caught one before you. You know, call Catch the Fever. Call Catch the Fever and ask them. <clears throat> uh, there's other rod companies that have a similar program. You know, uh, I think Rocky Baker. He got a state record uh, real recently, I believe, right? Last few years. Uh, Dale Russell Lowe. He's got the big record. Big part record, right? I think second place or whatever. 140-something pounds. Uh, these records are still being broken. Like today, tomorrow, this week, next month. So the idea that the big, and, and this is records that have been standing for how many years? Like these fish still exist, man. It was just that hard back then to catch them as well. They didn't just exist everywhere. They're not. They can't. Once again, if there's 70 pound fish everywhere, 70 pound fish is no longer considered a trophy. Trophies are relevant. You know, it is a very relevant term to the body of water that you fish. And once again, if you can catch them that easy, it ain't a trophy. If everybody can win, you ain't even really playing a game. You know what I mean? You're just having an event. And that, that's really my opinion on it, man. And that's why I don't get involved in that. I, I want to catch a state record. Sure. Who wouldn't want to catch one? I don't chase them. I just want to make content, man. And I just want to see people be left alone who choose to do one or the other. You know, and and people who eat fish. That's I mean, that goes the same for y'all as well, man. If you see someone put back a fish, look, and disclaimer. I know I give a lot of people a hard time about this, but they're my partners. So if you're coming to the live and I see them put a fish back, I'm going to give them a hard time because, you know, hey, you're throwing back a taco. But it doesn't really bother me uh, because that's what they want to do with their fish. So those who eat fish, stop giving people a hard time when they throw them back, man. People who throw them back. This is really for y'all. Shut up. Stop giving people a hard time for eating fish. I don't care how big it is. Once again, if you try to tell me <laughs> big fish don't taste good, just tell me you don't know how to cook or clean fish. And I'll be more understanding because uh, it's a lie. They taste great. 
But uh, Pure Cage and Outdoors, man, I've done enough rambling. I'm almost certain I missed some topics. You know, uh, I, I know I have. There were some points that I think I wanted to make. Let me see, because I think I jotted them down right here in my phone, in my notes section. And I got it titled CPR Podcast. You know? Yep. I pretty much covered everything, man. I did pretty good then. For the first time looking at the phone, I did all right. I covered everything I wanted to cover. So, y'all know the routine, man. Pure Cajun Outdoors. Y'all go check out Nocturnal Nation Hooks at TackleBandit.com. Use code PureCajun10, man. Get your discount on that. Catch the fever rides, man. Uh, they just done a giveaway yesterday in the live. Y'all go follow them on TikTok, man. I think on Facebook. I'm not real certain because I'm not real active on Facebook uh, as far as watching live. But I know yesterday on TikTok. Yesterday. Today's Wednesday. So Monday. Monday on TikTok, man. I think Lil Nick went live doing some soccer fishing. Some of y'all call them crappie. Uh, they done a giveaway for everybody that signed up to the newsletter. Done a $200 in-store credit giveaway. Uh I just so happen to know the people that got it. Congratulations, Miss Sakale, on your giveaway, and congratulations on your two new pink Hellcat rods. Uh, I was glad to know the people that won. But y'all go ahead and give them a follow across social media as well. They do these random giveaways all the time. Uh, Hellcat rods, Big Cat Fever rods, uh, bumping rods, trolling rods, the precision uh, crappie rods, jigging rod, casting rod. I mean, they got it all. Y'all go check them out at catchthefever.com. Use code Cajun10 at checkout. Slimeline heavy cover leader as well as what I use. They have the Slimeline as well. That all falls underneath the same brand, the same storefront. Cajun10 works for that across the board. So y'all go check them out. Uh, I got a big announcement that'll probably be on next week's podcast. I'm waiting for it to come in. We will be announcing a partnership with a braid company. <clears throat> uh, it's been... It's, been in the works for a little while y'all see me if y'all watch some of my past videos i told y'all i was trying this braid out i love it to this day i still not have popped that braid i've cut it i've broke the leader i've straightened some hooks i have not popped that braid yet <laughs> so it was only right that i went on ahead and and we finalized it uh so that announcement will probably come for next week's podcast if i had to guess I will make the announcement, the name, put everything out there, some information of where y'all can find it and things like that. But uh, hope y'all have a great week, man. Until I talk to y'all again, Pure Cajun Outdoors across all social media platforms, purecajunoutdoors at gmail.com. Catch y'all on the next one.